welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. I am Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, in Oklahoma City, it's Randy Iyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Putting a weird dialect on my voice at the very beginning <laughs> there for some reason. Uh, today on our show, we are coming in with a movie that I kind of saw floating around uh, when it came out on the Hulu. Mm. And I said, I might give that a look sometime. And after our uh, our Dogs of 81 episode recording session, I was feeling really down. <laughs> and uh, this is the first movie that I put on. I said, it's about time I watch this movie. It's got Andy Samberg, who I don't hate. Mm. Um, I like about half the things he does. Uh, and I was a lonely Island. Uh, I haven't even said the name of this, have I? Palm Springs 2020 <laughs> available on Hulu. It's got Andy Samberg in it, who I don't hate. Mm. I was an early adopter of lonely Island when they were doing internet videos. I would now live in Berkeley where they're from. Uh, I don't hate the stuff they do. I thought their bash brothers thing was really funny. And so he's in this movie. Uh, along with, I got to get her name right. Kristen Milioti. Milioti. Kristen Milioti, who I did not recognize from anything else, uh, but she is now doing the uh, uh, Made for Love TV series on HBO that I'm watching. She is, she plays the writer they hire to get more women writers in the writing room on 30 Rock, but she comes in and she's does baby talk and stuff <laughs> and it makes Tina Fey uncomfortable. Ah, uh, okay. And then Tina Fey tries to turn it into like a feminist thing, but she ends up out like the woman isn't like hiding and she's acting that way to like, so her ex-husband will find her and oh. stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty funny. That She's I, good I in never that. Got she's into really that good show. in that episode. Oh yeah. It's a funny Again. show. That show came on in a, in, a, in a period when I was not watching television, so I kind of missed it, and I have not made the effort to go and watch it. So I should. I should watch that show. I tell you what, I didn't – I've told you before we started recording, I feel like she relies a little bit too much on her eyebrows to do her acting for her. Yeah. But I really got into her performance about halfway yeah, through here. the movie. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Samberg, he's good in some stuff. He's not my favorite or anything. I hate his cop show. Oh, yeah. I don't I watch know. that show. Not funny. No. It's just not good. I like uh, Hot Rod a lot and Popstar. Yeah. yeah. Popstar is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mean, that's also got like Joe Latrulio from the state on it. And I just, it's got people I like on it. I just don't. Right. Yeah. Not a good show. Uh, this, however... They should have uh, known better. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. They, they should have fucking known better. Uh, this was directed by Max Barbacow. Uh, it came out in 2020. Uh, I think it was a perfect release for 2020. Um, it kind of... I was talking to, to former guest Stephen Koo about this, and it kind of... Mm. He said it, felt, it really felt like a movie that kind of encapsulated 2020. And not just the year of us being in lockdown, but kind of the lead up to that kind of like life in America slash the world since at least 2016. 
you know, because the whole lead up for me, at least 2016, was just like countdown to disaster. Uh, and then disaster struck at the very end of it. And then we kind of lived with the aftermath after that. And this movie very much feels like living in the aftermath of yet another uh, once in a lifetime thing that happens to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is represented in this movie by being a time loop, uh, just like Groundhog Day. Mm. Um, but as, unlike Groundhog Day, this has the added flavor of uh, not just having one person stuck in the time loop, but uh, a couple people. Uh, and so uh, this movie is, is uh, yeah, just a really interesting addition to the very, very small time loop library. There's only a few movies that, you know, usually you get more of the time travel uh, genre, but the, the time loop is one that that is uh, has very few entries in it that I can well, think of. Let's rank them right now. <laughs> go down the list. What do we got? We got, we got Happy Groundhog Day. Grab Groundhog Day. What were you going to say? Happy Death Day. I haven't seen that one. It's another just she gets murdered at the end of the day and then wakes up and has to figure out who killed her, basically. <coughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is a great one. I... Uh, I love that one. Absolutely. That one, uh, is a great one. Um, kind of, it, it's a weird, uh, um, it's like Tom Cruise is in it and it's like they, they are going to make a sequel, I think. Um, but I'm like, why, why do you need to make a sequel? I mean, it just, it exists on its own. It's mm-hmm. a great movie and it really is just him going through the same loop over and over and killing aliens. So, yeah, uh, it's funny too. It's yeah. He had made oblivion before that, which was, did not have a lot of levity in it or anything like that. And this was a much needed, I think he kind of, that's why mission impossible is the way it is and stuff. Like he sort of realized he's honing, what people like about him, I guess, like in getting it perfectly tuned, I think. Yeah. That is like, there's a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama. Yeah. Heavy action, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. The aliens look fantastic in Edge of Tomorrow. I can't, I think it's one of the best alien designs ever. They look like tinfoil dreadlock aliens or something. (laughs) They're so fucking cool and weird looking. That's a terrific movie. I think that actually dethrones Groundhog Day as the really? time time loop movie in my opinion. See, I don't know. I don't I kind of see this. I don't I don't really see it. This is more of a horizontal ranking for me. They're all kind of just They're all good. They're mm-hmm. they're all good. Um yeah, there's that and then there's uh uh, uh Russian Doll that's on Netflix. Oh yeah, Russian Doll was good. Which yeah. I've started. I I I'm intrigued by but I haven't gotten through it yet, so it's um, a, a series. There was a movie called Time Crimes. Time Crimes is is a little different. It is. It's a, a little movie. bit different, but it's it's, it's a adjacent. hybrid. Yeah. yeah. It's so that and like Primer are kind primer, of a hybrid yeah. time loop slash time travel movies because there's a time loop, machine. Looper, I guess, too is sort of that's a time travel movie. As that's more just time travel, I guess. See, this is more like people go to sleep and they, they just wake, wake up. up. 
You're right. Due, you're due right. to some like mystical thing versus a machine. That well, no, I know, but I was just like getting further out into the more adjacent properties. Yeah. But yes. Um, there's this one that I've been wanting to see from 2019 called Coco di Coco da. Uh, it, it is, um, I think like Swedish or Finnish or something. Hmm. And it, it, it's got this thing about like a toy drum with a painting around it. And it's got three characters around it. And it's these campers who just experience every day, essentially going around the drum and every, every day running into these three characters, like these sadistic characters there's like a dandy in a white suit a girl and with a dog and then a boy and so they meet them in the woods they brutalize them and kill them and then they wake up again the next day with the same problems um damn yeah and so i haven't seen it yet uh oh it's danish okay uh and so i really want to see that one yeah uh but this uh uh Palm Springs is a, a brand new entry into this uh, genre that I liked quite a bit. And again, I watched this at, right after the uh, Dogs of 81 uh, episodes that we recorded. And it was a nice refresher uh, that I quite enjoyed. And the story is uh, it, it opens up at a wedding reception. Well, actually, it opens up at the day of a wedding. Uh, and... Andy Samberg wakes up with a girlfriend. He seems extremely bored. Uh, sex is bad. Mm-hmm. He's trying to jack off while she's like having a problem finding something. It's really awful. Uh, then at the wedding reception, he seems to like not care about anything, mm-hmm. but also seems to know everything that's happening. He gives a really good speech and then he finds, <clears throat> uh, he finds uh, Kristen, uh, Milioti's character and takes her to go make out. And then it turns out uh, uh, J.K. Simmons shows up and shoots him with an arrow. He travels to a cave with a gl- glowing light. She follows him. And then that's how she also gets stuck in his time loop. Mm. And so the rest of the movie is them kind of being together now in this time loop. And now he has someone else in there. Um. And so unlike a lot of these other ones, it, it puts that added element of another person in that situation with him, with the main character. So that is what I thought was really interesting about this. Uh, what did you think about this movie, Randy? Well, Will, I thought it was a grand old time. You know, I <laughs> like all those movies we talked about and I, I like the actors in this. It this movie was funny, you know, like mm. this and um, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar were two recent comedies where I laughed and had a good time. And now yeah. I'm one of those, I guess I'm never going to forget or forgive society for saying that game night was good. I feel like standards were so low. That people liked that movie. I don't know. I did you like that movie? I heard about that movie, but I don't. I couldn't even tell you who was in that movie, uh-huh. uh, or or what it is, or when it came out. I feel like that's a movie that came out in 2010. But uh, it came out like two years ago. Oh my god! Okay, and it has Jason Bateman in it, and ugh, it sucked. And Blockers is another one where 
people were being too kind and generous. Yeah. Movie. It's like, no, this sucks. Isn't there a movie about like a, like a tag game? Yes. It's called tag. uh, But this was funny. I laughed. And that other movie, Barb and Mar, Barb and Star. Star. That one, I, so I, when that came out, when I saw that, I kind of, Got wind of that through someone else, and I was like, ah, I should check that out because I'm I've been warming up to Kristen Wiig over the last oh, yeah I love Kristen. eight years or so, um, where to the point where I'm like fully on board now. But um, you know, Bill and Ted Three came out last year and it was fine, um, but it wasn't like spectacular. It mm-hmm. wasn't like it was it was really nostalgic and really sweet, but it wasn't funny. It wasn't like really funny, yeah, like the other two were. And Barb and Star had that energy that I was seeking from yes. a third Bill and Ted movie. It was perfect. Um, it was its own thing. You can maybe get one more movie out of the, these two, and I hope that's like a big if, that, and that that's all we get. If if we get a, a sequel, we don't need one. Yeah. But if we get another one, I hope it's just one. I'd be more interested in them just doing a different, do two different characters. I, I want them as the same characters, but in a completely different situation. Well, yeah. I want them to go to, like, the moon or something. Of course. Yeah. I think that would be great, too. But I think just as a team, they're good. Yeah. They could – they've got more – they're bigger than Barb and Star, I guess. But I agree. There should be a Barb and Star, too, I think. Yeah. They they also did uh, uh, Bridesmaids together. They wrote that together. So that was like oh. a big breakout. And so I love that one too. But I the other was... one, the woman who's less famous, she's not in Bridesmaids. Is no, she? I don't think she's. Okay. She might be in a smaller role, but she didn't. She wasn't like a star of that movie. Okay. Like she was with Barbara Starr. But yeah, that movie was like perfect <laughs> for me. I watched, just, I, I, I loved it, dude. That was super yeah. funny. I, I told someone else to watch it and they didn't get it as much. And I'm like, okay, you got to like kind of understand who they are. Mm hmm. Um, it's very, yeah. But also like it, I know we're reviewing another movie, but like yeah, the whole, the point where it, they, there's a cannon involved when they first mentioned the cannon, I'm like, okay, the cannon is just there. Uh-huh. It's just part of the thing. And yeah. it's like, not a surprise that it's there. It's just like, well, you know what they did next. And uh-huh. <laughs> so no, fantastic movie, but uh, yeah, that one is like I. It was it was like Palm Springs, kind of like the stakes were low going into it, and so the outcome is like, you know, when it hits a, a couple points, it's like, wow, that was like, yeah, totally worth it. Hubie Halloween is another recent one that I was like, yeah, oh, well, this was good, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that one I have warmed up to quite a bit, but uh, um, yeah, no, Palm Springs. <clears throat> It didn't. Have, it wasn't like killing me. Like I wasn't like dying laughing, but I loved the premise. And yeah. you could do any any kind of movie with that premise. And it's like if you do the premise well, it's like hell. I'm on board. Yeah. But there were a few. There were some moments where I was like, I cracked up laughing. Like hard. Yeah. I laughed hard. You know. So I don't know. It worked as a comedy for me. I liked it. Yeah, I think it, you know it gave them enough time to. You know, suddenly it answers all the questions. And if there wasn't some like big thing, you could be like, I don't know, didn't think about that. And so it doesn't try to get too involved with like the technical details of living in a time loop every day. And, you know, think about it scientifically and 
why they're there. It's just like, no, a cave opened up and I walked into it and now I'm in a time loop. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of it, they get out of it, but it's really like, no, I did the science and I figured it out because I had time and I figured out a way to get out. Okay. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, fine. The one thing that bumped me is that you already said what happens at the end is that J.K. Simmons is just in the stuck in the time loop, I guess. But there's a, there's the post credit scene though with him. I never Did stick around. No, ah uh, man, I, I, what happened? So he goes back to the he goes back to the um, to the reception and he goes up and talks to Andy Samberg and he's like, "Hey, I got that text from your girlfriend. It sounds like pretty promising." And Andy Samberg doesn't know who he is, mm. uh, which is weird. Because the goat was missing. Why is it Andy Samberg? Mm. Uh, so that's a little, but I don't care. It's like, yeah. it's fine. Um, so yeah, they, they, this movie is a lot of them living in that, in that loop over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you get to have that story that like you have in Groundhog Day of, of trying to figure out, um, what it, what is going on, right? And mm-hmm. in Groundhog Day, he's alone in, in this. He can't explain it to anyone because he's the only one it's happening to. And in this one, yeah, you get just another person there. So Andy Samberg has been there for probably a long time. Uh, you know, at least a few years, maybe even like a decade mm-hmm. of living in that loop. And, um, and J.K. Simmons has been there for, you know, part of that time as well. And so he's very antagonistic towards Andy Samberg. So they're both basically alone in that. Mm-hmm. And then here comes someone else that he can finally, like, they're going through that, like, holy shit. And he's like, no, nah, that's not going to, I'm sorry. You know, I've, I've tried. I've gone through everything that you've gone through. Um, you know, just kind of like you as an audience member, he's acting like that for a while during that whole phase. And it's just like, so they can kind of go through that a little bit faster and get into the more now we're living in this, uh, which is fun, which I think is a lot of fun when they're actually kind of like enjoying themselves uh, in that, which I would totally do, you know, yeah, I would act out. And there's that scene where they're like, they disrupt the wedding with the bomb and the cake and, <laughs> and uh yeah that like, was awesome. I, I like I'm like that. I would absolutely do something like that at some point you know uh yeah so I don't know I just I watched this twice I watched this uh first time just as something to watch out to get the taste of 81 out of my mouth yeah and then I my wife and I watched it cuz I was like that was really good and I think she would like it so mm. watched it at dinner and then yeah, good both times. It's yeah, uh, and they hint it. I know. I was just thinking someday some edge lord will make a ruin this concept by making one where a guy is like, "I'm gonna kill people," and like, yeah. it's just like ninety minutes of him killing people and then being like, "Oh, I shouldn't do this." At the end, and he yeah, or some you know, and they. They kind of imply that Andy Samberg has hurt people before, like, because there's a point where J.K. Simmons gets hit by a car by the girl, and she's like, who cares? We'll wake up. And she, he's like, but the pain is real, you know? And he's like, "Yeah, you do things, and you, 
but you still have to like live with what you've done and like you still see that in your head you know and stuff and it's like oh and I, I thought that was just just enough you know I didn't at all want them to get into the darker implications of what you can do with that kind of quote-unquote freedom I guess you know yeah but well like, I, I yeah I thought that marked like decidedly different attitudes and how they're taking this between J.K. Simmons and Andy Samberg because like J.K. Simmons would every few days drive from Irvine to that place and just like torture or just maim and kill yeah Andy Samberg and and J.K. Simmons never realized it what he was going through until he got hit by a fucking car and had to right. like bleed out or whatever but I think um, when Andy Samberg says that, they imply that he has already had that realization because he has been in the time loop for so long that, like, maybe earlier on he was also inflicting violence on people and stuff. Or at, or at some point when he was just like, I'm, I'm sick of this, you know? And yeah. It's exactly. like... Or whatever. He ta- yeah. He talks about, like, having sex with people, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's really hard mm-hmm. to, to do that. So, Yeah. Whatever. So the, he probably got that out of his system pretty early. Mm-hmm. And he just decided not to do it anymore because it's awful. You know? Yeah. 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 But for whatever reason, J.K. Simmons doesn't uh, have that until he gets hit by a fucking car. Um, <laughs> Academy Award winner, J.K. Simmons. I just watched, uh, I was watching all the Marvel movies and now I'm kind of just picking at. You know, peek behind the curtain where we're going to record our, our Marvel movie, one of our Marvel movie episodes after this. But mm-hmm. I watched uh, both the most recent Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. What do yeah. you think? Spider-Man 2 is all right. It's cool. Oh, just all right? Yeah, it's all right. What's the newest Spider-Man? That was uh, uh, Far From Home. That's the one oh, okay. where he goes to Europe. And, he, and he's against uh, Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not bad. I like the Spider-Man movies generally. Yeah. I mean, of all those guys, I will some, I'll watch him. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man, that kid. I don't know. I don't know him. You haven't seen either one of them? Uh-uh. I, liked it. I, liked it. I like him as Spider-Man. But I think Spider-Man uh, 2 is probably one of the better superhero movies. I liked it quite know. a bit. I mean, it's like, it's it hits all the points, and it's like pretty solid. Um, you got Molina as uh, Doc Ock in Well, there. you know what the rumor is, is that he's coming back. Holy shit. Or the one that's coming out Christmas this year. But that one is like... We're bringing back McGuire. We're bringing all, everyone's coming back. Yeah, because right? there's a rip in the fucking multiverse, and they're all the same thing they did with the cartoon. Are the cartoon characters going to be, do they have <laughs> the balls to do a whole Roger Rabbit style with no, the cartoon? They, they would not waste Miles Morales on that. Like, they would bring him in as a, as a live-action character. Is that Absolutely. who plays Spider-Man in the, into the multiverse? In the cartoon, it's Miles Morales. Right, right. Who is just another kid who in another universe? I know, but he becomes Spider Man in that. Yeah, one. and then his uncle is like the bad guy or whatever. Yeah. the fuck, if I recall correctly. <clears throat> I like him because that's the first Spider Man comics I ever read was his story, and it with was Miles, really good. Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, that, I didn't I read know. That. 
I figured I got they were into, making it up for the movie when I watched nah, it. But. It's uh, so I, I started reading comics in my thirties, and that was like I'm like I want to read Spider Man, so I picked that one up because it was the beginning mm-hmm. of a story, and it was like, um, yeah, man, it was Miles, and I was like I, I was like wow, he's like thirteen, man. Like it, they really, it feels like a thirteen year old kid. And then the relationship with his uncle is, is very different than it is in the movie. And it was like, fuck, dude, don't listen to him. He's bad. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how we got into that, but I don't uh, either. We Palm were talking Springs, about Palm Springs, Marvel. It's hard. I tell you what, it's hard to talk about a comedy sometimes, you know, because like, I don't know. I don't know what there is to say, you know. I know it's like it was funny, but beyond the know. fact that yeah, it made me laugh. It was the this is kind of one of those movies like Back to the Future that it's the premise is so delightful that like yeah, mm-hmm. it's like funny, I guess, but that's not really. I wouldn't even describe it as a comedy necessarily. I mean, I would and I wouldn't, but I wouldn't describe it as sci-fi or if it's calling it a fantasy, which it is a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, but that's calling it a fantasy, you don't think what it is. You don't think yeah. you have to call it a comedy, basically. You know, yeah. like Delirious. Have you ever seen that movie with John Candy? No, I know what that is, though. Yeah, he's a soap <laughs> opera writer. And- <laughs> I tell you, I don't know why. For some reason, that movie, I saw it tons when I was a kid. It was on like yeah. HBO or something. And I just, I always loved that premise. Yeah, he's a soap opera writer who gets sucked into his own soap opera, but he can control... He's like God, basically, because he has his typewriter and he can write the event, what happens and stuff. So John Candy gets sucked into a cool world and yeah. can control what he has, like a magic typewriter. Okay. Yeah, delirious. Uh, there was a TV show, a short-lived sitcom called The People Next Door that was based partially on the far side. Uh, and it had <laughs> Jeff, Jeffrey Johns on it as a cartoonist and his imaginations came to life and it was like whoa all just these gags of just like cutaways to ridiculous like people in masks and special effects shots and stuff it was weird like <laughs> six episodes the people next door yeah i watched it when it was on i watched every episode it was weird never heard of it yeah uh yeah anyway and yeah anyway well, uh, no, I think I think you're right about like this as a comedy where that, you know, any genre is so broad where you're like, well, it's a comedy. You're like, oh, like, I don't know, a uh, scary movie. Uh, it's like, well, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just like, well, it gets sad sometimes. Like, uh, why is a comedy sad? And, yeah. you know, it's like. Uh, well, no, I mean, but it's a fantasy. So like swords and sandals and like dragons, like, no, mm-hmm. well, there's a magic cave, but it's at a wedding in Palm Springs in 2019. And, you know, it's kind of magic and, you know, it's just, yeah, it hits all those things. It's just not like the, the main thing about all those things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, how do you classify that? And I then think- it has to compete with like all those like blockers and <laughs> game night and, Date night and yeah, it know. is a shame that this couldn't go to theaters, you know, because yeah. like this would have been a fun movie and Barb and Star, yeah, in theaters. It's like, I mean, just luck of the draw when you come out the year that we have a 
global like shutdown a pandemic and stuff i mean what can you do you know yeah i I mean this this past year especially like i had stopped going to the movies a lot Uh um and um i don't know like i had i had gone to a few of the marvel movies but those are like big crowded events and i'm like god like a movie like this or a movie like barb and star would be perfect be like hey man you just want to go see a movie yeah uh saturday afternoon like You know, like not a big commitment, not a big like, okay, this is an event we're going to. It's just like, no, man, we're just going to go see a movie. Yeah. And it's the equivalent of something is on cable, but mm-hmm. you're there with, a, you know, a group. Mm-hmm. You know, you go eat some shit afterwards and yeah. Lightweight comedy. Love it, but not stupid. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. This is like a... Throw it on any time. You'll have fun with it. It's all right. Yeah. You know, it's not a chore at all to watch it. It's like, it's yeah. fun. It's pretty but it's, it's engaging enough, you know? It's not just like stupid jokes that are going to yeah. age very badly in, in 10 years. Um, yeah, who's going to be watching Blockers in like 15 years? Who's going to be? <laughs> who's watching Blockers now? Today. I don't know, man. Like, they still, they keep making those movies. That movie makes me so mad. Like the comedy... Uh, rise of John Cena in movies and just like he's going to be in that new uh, Suicide Squad <laughs> I know and, and he gets his own TV show based on that character too oh really yes it's already done like they've spun it off before like it's kind of like I hope you like this character because there's a whole yeah. six episode TV show for him too that's so funny because it's like you know, James Gunn is directing the news. I'm I'm not into the DC side of st- of stuff really at all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I'm I'm into Marvel, but I don't really follow the DC. So Snyder Cut, I don't care really. Um, but like they took Joss Whedon from Marvel and and when he went over to DC, and then James Gunn also did the same thing, going from Guardians and now is doing the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And in Guardians, he got Batista. And that's the wrestler over on the on the Marvel side, and then mm-hmm. now he's got John Cena on the yeah on the DC side. So they and then also it's like some of the same actors are in both Marvel and DC, and they're playing like I don't know like two different superheroes. I feel like Bautista is going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie too, though. Is he really? I think he's in both. I might be wrong about that. Ugh. I like him. I like him too. I wasn't a fan of him when I was watching wrestling. He was wrestling at the same time I was watching John Cena wrestle, but he was on SmackDown and I watched Raw. And I, I don't hate John Cena, but it's just I don't like, either. It's like, why is this guy in every fucking movie right now? You know, it's like, yeah. he's not that good. Put, I don't know. I don't know, though. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. I think like uh, Dave Batista wants to do like drama stuff and then, but he well, yeah. can do comedy. I feel uh, like he has better taste. I mean, Dave yeah. Batista's in Blade Runner, dude. Yeah. Like, and then John Cena wants to do comedy. Like that's what he, because man on, in wrestling, his character is so fucking boring. He's like <laughs> pro America. Like I am the, the good guy, the underdog, the, He's like so a, boring. a douchebag, basically. Yeah, but it's like you're, he's supposed to be the good guy, and he's like Vince McMahon's idea of a good guy. And so 
everything I see him when he's not doing a wrestling, when he can do something else. And I'm like, oh, he's great. He's like, he's just fine. Like, why can't he do anything else? Why can't he be a more interesting wrestler? Um, yeah. And it's Vince McMahon. It's all Vince McMahon. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I am a bigger fan of Dave Bautista, what he's doing though. Cause it's just, he's in movies oh, yeah. to watch. So. Dave Bautista. Yeah, and he's funny too, man. Yeah. As Drax or whatever the fuck that character, I like. I know that like I have weird oblong opinions where I hate Marvel movies. I f- it's almost like kryptonite to my ears. But yeah. I loved the Guardians movies, and like I'm, I'll watch if they make three more of them. I'll go see them. Yeah, they make it a third. They don't even. They don't feel like. They don't still feel like superhero movies to me, though. For I, we've talked about this before, yeah. but like, I feel like the first one at least, and I like the second one too, but captured the feeling of like what I liked about Star Wars more than the right. Star Wars movies did. You know? Yeah, that I I said the same thing in my big rewatch. It was just like, wow, this really because like the Star Wars things have been kind of hit or miss, um, and I like like uh, Mando. Mm-hmm. But uh, Marvel is just like they're like okay we're going to space now we're taking everyone to space and I'm like this is great this is fantastic I love yeah. this and then now they're doing magic and everything it's all going to be magic stories now mm-hmm. um, along with space stuff so ma- magic and space like coming together and I'm like yeah I'm great I'm I'm fine <laughs> yeah I'll I'll do that uh, for my big dumb explosion going to space I'm like this will serve those needs yeah for me just fine I think James Gunn. I- Actually injects personality and stuff yeah. into the movies in a way that like fucking basically no one else is doing. You know? I did mean, you see that uh, that third uh, Thor movie? I did. Ragnar? I'm not a huge. I didn't like. I in fact, I would say I hated uh, Jojo Rabbit. His oh, his, I didn't like, see that one. The movie about Nazis and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe. That was a piece of trash, man. That was not good. But Hunt for Wilder People, which is a movie he made earlier, and technically he's the director of What We Do in Shadows, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, those I are like good. That one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm mixed on him. I think his that movie was good. It just had too much extra shit on it. It should have been mm-hmm. only about the trash planet and everything. Yeah. And adults like Loki, and then... This lady breaks his hammer. It's like, and then when you, by the time you get back to that, you're like, oh yeah. It sort of reminded me of the Tamako episode of The Simpsons where they're like, okay, everything's fine. They get home and they realize that, oh yeah, we left home because you were avoiding a duel <laughs> with this guy. It's yeah. like, that's how that felt to me, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I was like, oh God, I, this extra thing. I watched a big video series about kind of Marvel and how they have to, they don't have the room to kind of get those character building shit kind of in the movies, even though they're long, they still got to tell that story and they got to like, just say, Hey, all this happened off camera. Um, But now they're starting to do that, like in the TV shows. So that's where that character, that's where that kind of like, like longer story building stuff comes in. And so now in the in the movies, they're going to be able to kind of like hit just what they need for that movie. They don't have to like, like, you know, based on the TV show, kind of like 
all the backstory. Now we can just focus on this story of this movie. So they're not going to have to do as much of that shit. Yeah. Um, and have just a, like, or even like a, like an hour and a half movie can, can Marvel movie can work now because you've told a lot of that backstory in that TV show or something, or you've already introduced that character somewhere else. So you have this nice tight story where you could just slot that character right in, uh, in their first movie or something. So it'll be interesting if they can pull that off. I don't know. But. Yeah, I mean, but I I don't know. I feel like in talent, if you let filmmakers make movies, you can get that in the Like when you were saying that just now, I was just thinking about the CG raccoon in, um, in Guardians. Guardians Rocket and how that should be like the dumbest, worst character ever, but it's like he's so tragic and shit and like <laughs> – but you get to see, you basically, you see the way Rocket behaves, which he's like a piece of shit scumbag mm-hmm. who steals. He like, he's just a loose cannon kind of, and he's almost like a bad guy, basically. Yeah. But then you see the scars on his back and like, just like that visual, like you kind of, you kind of mm-hmm. get that he's, oh my God, like his, this raccoon's been through like horrible stuff. And then like yeah. the final shot you get, just on his face and he has like tears in his eyes and stuff. And just this little, like James Gunn just knows how to, how to make a movie, you know? And like, you don't need to have like a full scene where it's like, Oh, Rocky actually likes hula hoops and stuff or whatever. It's a weird example, but (laughs) you know, you can like, you can just kind of like, if you know how to make a movie, you can like reveal all these things about who these characters are without having to like, have to like, have a whole TV show to build it. Like, uh, yeah. And, you know, like. and, and I think like, I like the Captain America movies mostly because I like Chris Evans as Captain America. I think he brought most of that to that character mm. uh, because, you know, he went through several directors and he just kind of had the charisma to carry that character through, through not just his three movies, but like the rest of the movies that he did as that character <laughs> as well. A peek um, behind the curtain, we are going to be talking. I have some harsh words to say about his charisma. Oh, really? In a different movie. Oh, in a different movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will agree with you there. Um, okay. So, yeah, let's just kind of get yeah, back yeah. To, to, I know we took a time. I know. I'm like, I was just thinking, I was like, wait a minute. This is still the Palm Springs. Episode. Yeah, this is still the Palm. This is just one. Okay. So Palm Springs, what I can kind of say before we head to a break is that like, um, this is like, there's really, it's good, but there's really not much I want to really talk about because it was just like fun to watch. And it's just like, it's very simple. Um, you have fun watching the two of them ex- like live through this and then, you know, build up whatever relationship they have and then get out. And the way they do mm-hmm. uh, is very satisfying, like when that happens. And it's like, it's a very... You know, you're like kind of dust off your hands at the year end of it. You're like, that was great. That was that was exactly as long as it needed to be. It got resolved without too much explanation and jumping through hoops because it was really focused on those characters and not just like the technicality of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very light and it's kind of like, you know, if this got played over and over again on some channel, it would be like a classic, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People would be like... Oh yeah, the pump favorite movie of all time. Like you, you'd meet people who are just like, yeah, favorite movie of all time. Yeah, there'll be a Broadway musical version of it in, in thirty years. So, um, but yeah, uh, okay. 
Any 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 closing words before we go into a break? No, I totally agree with you on that, Will. I mean, this is like that's all all you need to know about it is that it's a time loop movie, it's a comedy, and it's it's like a lot of fun. It's an easy watch. Yeah. And like if I think if you hear that it's a time loop movie <clears throat> and you're interested, that's all you need to just throw it, turn yeah. it on. Like it's fine. You know, you won't regret. And it, it it's like it's not gonna like ruin your day. <laughs> There's nothing you would have to be like trying hard to be offended by it, I guess, is yeah. what I mean. You know, like I think everybody it's either gonna mean nothing or it'll be fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. All right, we are back and here to rate uh, this movie, Palm Springs, in the big roundup. Randy, on a one to five star scale, what would you give Palm Springs? Well, Will, like I was talking about how I get mad about how game night and blockers and stuff, people are like, oh, it's pretty good just because like nothing is good. Nothing good is coming out. I hesitate to like give this too high of a score for that exact reason, because it was like I was saying, nothing is good that's coming out. And so this being fine, like it felt really good, you know. Mm -hmm. like, I wish we lived in a time where this was like a B string movie and not yeah. like a top tier comedy of our yeah. age. But it is. That's the time we live in. That said, 
it did its premise well, and I liked the leads were good, fine in it. I'm going to give it three and a half out three of and a half? five. Yes. Okay. I I also agree. I think it, it kind of like sticks out in a lot of more recent movies. Um, it, it made, it, it is a movie that I decided on my own to watch again and enjoyed it as much the second time as I did the first time and could probably watch it again and enjoy it again. And it's very difficult to find those these days. Um, and also something that is not three hours long, you know, and it's, it's very short and very to the point, tells the story very well. Everyone else is, everyone in it is enjoyable and it's just kind of like, it's, Refreshing to find that uh, in a movie uh, now. And, you know, as depressing as that might sound, because it's like, yeah, this should be like a B or C level movie that is just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, it was fine. Mm -hmm. There's better movies that came out this year. But, you know, that this is the best we got is a little disappointing, but I'll take it. You know, we could be in much worse shape. Um, we could be in 2016 or whatever when yeah. Moonlight came out that year. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, this is, I think in any year, this would be just a fine movie. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give it four stars. Cool. I'm give it a good four star rating for that one, mm. uh, which I think it, it totally deserves. So. Yeah. Uh, and I think we, we discussed a lot of, uh, you know, other stuff like it, you know, more time loop stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything kind of out of the ordinary that you would compare it to? Uh, no. Um, you know, I we were talking about Barb and Star go to Visa Del Mar. I think that that's my going to be my big recommendation. It's just as like, I think that is better than this. And I, yeah. I did I did like this a lot. And I I, I would watch this again. I don't know if yeah. I will, but I I would. You know. Um. But Barb and Star, I've been thinking about it a yeah. lot, and I want to watch it again. I think I, I watched that a few times probably before the day is done. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of just a newer comedy, that would be my recommendation. And I also, yeah, I love Hot Rod. I mean, I we've been talking about that comes up on the Discord every now and then because yeah. I think former guest Kirsten and Griff, too, are fans of that movie. I know Kristen is though for sure. Yeah, I love it too. I think it's a very Hot Rod is an extremely funny, silly movie. But uh. yeah, that was their their first big movie that they got to make after joining SNL. Mm -hmm. Which I remember when they got hired on SNL, I was like, what? Um, but no, th those are good. And then another one that's kind of in the same realm. Um, it's it's a fantasy and it's a romantic fantasy comedy, mm -hmm. and that is defending your life. Oh Brooks, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, that is a, a Scoville family favorite. Uh, we used to watch that as a family, like at least once a year. Um, fantastic movie. I think Criterion just put out a, a uh, an edition of it, so mm -hmm. pick that up. Um, so if you haven't heard about that one, it's about a guy who dies and feeds, uh, meets his. Uh, essentially perfect match while in kind of a limbo city where he goes on trial to decide if he gets to move on or if he has to go back to earth and try again. Mm. Uh, so, and someone is clearly better than the other person. And so there's uh, uncertainty about where they each will end up. 
after a certain amount of days. So a uh, very good movie. That is my recommendation. Hmm. Uh, okay. Randy, what do you got going on? Um, nothing at all. Uh, please like our podcast. If you listen to it, just go ahead and hit the five, you know, don't five stop. Stars. At, don't stop at four. Hit, hit five stars, your finger there. And, uh, That'll help us, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it won't. It'll make me feel good inside if I yeah, see it. Yeah, leave a review, too. Like, let us know with words what you think about our show. <laughs> but no, some people on Instagram, when I post, you know, they'll be like, hey, man, but listen to your podcast and stuff. It's like, that feels good, guys. So yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate people listening to this podcast. I like doing it. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you can find me, uh, talkies, uh, every other Friday we're on Twitch and on zoom. Come join us. It's a lot of fun. It's a multimedia comedy show that we used to do live and we're doing on zoom now. And we're probably going to continue doing it like at least once a month or so after every, all this stuff is over. If it's ever over, uh, we're all kind of spread out now and, and across California and other spots. So it's a little harder to do it, uh, in person, but so we'll probably still do it on, on Twitch. Uh, but check it out. Uh, another podcast, SupDoc, which is documentary reviews, uh, which I am a part of, but I'm not really on, but it's a good show otherwise. Uh, and then Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, which is the comedy debate show that I have been doing for a few years. Uh, Randy's been on it. Uh, it's true. A couple episodes. Um, a lot of fun. Check it out. New episodes every week. Uh, for almost five years now. You got to have so. me on to debate. I was a judge last time. Yeah. We'll bring you on. You We're, guys are afraid to have me on because of my <laughs> drama debate background. Uh, yeah, we, we you were the judge on the on the cursed belt. We're doing belts this season. And then we just did the strong female character belt. Mm. Uh, so that was, a, I think, a three-part uh, tournament there. So. Oh, yeah. Who won that? Anne of uh, Avonlea? Uh, no, it was Becca Henry winning with Furiosa from Mad Max. Ooh. Yeah. A, a movie that my girlfriend ranked as just okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so that was, that was a very hot competition. It was, I think it ended up uh, Furiosa versus Peg Bundy in, in the last round. So... <laughs> If you want to so, check that right, out, fair enough. Uh, if you want to check that that whole tournament out, it's I think it's all women uh, debating on that on that whole tournament. So that was a lot of fun. Um, mm. So yeah, check those out wherever you find podcasts. Hell yeah, cool. Randy. We're well, done talking about this movie that was very good that yes. I enjoyed. I liked it too. I thought it was yeah. Great. I, Maybe I should have given it four. I don't know. Is three and a half star for I can see through where three and a half would, would yeah. apply to. It's yeah. That's a pretty good rating for me. Yeah. Still good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got one more of these to record. I think we should wrap this up. We got more to hear talk. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, so I'm ready for it. Get it get it. So you all have to wait till next week. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and start right up. So till next week, Randy. See you later. See you then. Thank you.